0: Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast where two old-school fangirls rewatch the show and defend its honor. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And this week, we are discussing Episode 6 of Season 2, The Line. Uh, Before we really get into that, we do have the, the tiniest bit of, I don't even know if I'd call it news, but there was definitely a piece of press that Grunberg has out there, Greg Grunberg, Uh, Rachel, would you like to tell us about the things that he'd been saying?
1: Yeah! So, uh, this article was shared with us on our Discord. Thank you, Emma. And it's Greg talking about how he was disappointed by the reboot. Which, really, he doesn't say it like that, but, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and how he really wants to see a movie. Well, for the reboot part, he's like, I don't know why Matt Parkman was off killing people, and it's like, oh, come on, sweetie. (laughs) If you if you remember your character in the show at all, you're... he just
0: has this version of himself as like as Parkman existed, like solely in season one. And it's like, mm, no, 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 you're you were a different person by the end of it, but it makes sense to us. Mm hmm.
1: Yep, yep. And how he always wants or has always wanted and still thinks that there's hope for there to be a big screen adaptation of the series. So that got me wondering what would a hero's movie look like now? So I asked Keisha to think about what she wants for a Heroes movie. And instead of talking about it right here before we talk about the episode, we're actually going to do a mini episode right now before we talk about the episode to keep the main episode mostly spoiler-free, where we can talk about characters however we want to, whoever we want to, etc. So we'll see you back here. For you, it'll be no time. We'll be back talking about the episode, but we'll see you then. If you're interested in listening to us talk about what we want out of a Heroes movie, Check out the bonus episode that should be out today.
0: Oh my god, we still have a whole episode to talk about. Okay. Um... Yeah.
1: So, okay. we just finished talking about the Heroes movie. What we'd want from it. We did. If you want to hear that.
0: Or just future adaptations. Yes.
1: If you want to oh. hear that, go listen to the Painting the Future episode that we just put up. And we'll leave mm-hmm. the discussion over there and get into the episode. Are you ready, Keisha?
0: Yeah, I am ready. I am ready to discuss this week's episode, The Line. Um, Which actually, yeah, it's literally the middle of the season now. Yeah, because of our short season. Yeah, so. mid-season episode. <laughs> Would you like to kind of lead things I off? I shall. Let's us? get
1: lined up for the line.
0: Would you like to? <laughs> God damn it! Hey, hey, you get in line over there. I
1: am. God. <laughs> we start off in Ireland, and we get to see a little chalk outline for where Ricky died on the floor. Oh and Peter's looking at it, kind of sad, and Caitlin, instead of staring at the chalk outline, is looking at a picture of Ricky. And Peter's like, man, you know, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have covered for me. I'm so sorry. And Caitlin's sad, but she's not mad at Peter for it, which she would have every right to be. But she's like, no, Ricky, he's kind of dumb, and he made his, his own bed. He lied, Matt. Peter's like, all right, well, I have to go find the woman that did this. I'm going to Montreal. And Caitlin's like, no, we are going to Montreal. We were in the painting together. So we're going to go. Peter tries to tell her no, and she's like, no, no, no. I want to go so I can kill the bitch. So she wants a little revenge. Uh, she mm-hmm. should. I mean, good luck, though, against the lightning lady, woman who can't do anything.
0: <laughs> I really admire your pluck and your spunk,
1: but... <laughs> you have a lot of moxie. Same. A lot of moxie, but yeah. <laughs> it's like someone saying, I'm going to kill Siler.
0: <laughs> sure, right? <laughs> Especially some, like... Average person, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Like, uh, good luck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yep. maybe you'll get him on an off day. He has them, mm-hmm. so yeah. Same with L. Really, she's fucking unhinged. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a brief note which goes into spoiler territory, which I don't really care about. Um, I, I'll warn: spoiler alert. Woo, woo, woo. Um, I don't believe that we ever see Peter and L ever again share screen time in the present day.
1: I agree. I don't think we do.
0: Just the stuff in the past. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's a damn shame.
1: It is. Again, maybe in the lost volume it was going to happen. Maybe. But I wonder if it would because of what her arc was supposed to be, but we'll talk about that when we get to that. Oh, yes. So driving back to California, we see Claire is trying out for cheerleading because if you remember, her lie to her father was that she's in the cheerleading squad and they took her out for a treat for making it. So now in order to cover for her West relationship, she's actually got to get on the cheerleading squad. So mm. she's there at tryouts, and they finish, and Debbie's all like, yeah, gross, none of you are in. <laughs> like, a real bitch that Debbie is. Debbie's like Jackie times ten.
0: <laughs> Debbie's like what they wanted Jackie to be, I think, but just didn't have the time to devote to it. Or, yeah. Like, I don't know. She's definitely like, if you're playing a video game, She's definitely, like, a second-level boss, whereas Jackie was a first-level boss. hmm
1: like, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And May, if you remember, May tried to get Claire to join the cheerleading squad. She's all like, what? You're crazy, Debbie. Uh, Claire was great. I'm voting yes on her. And Debbie's like, well, anyone else want to, like, second your vote? And no one else, of <laughs> course, raises their hand. And she's like, well, Claire, you know, it's still a no, because... For our cheerleading squad, we need people who are extraordinary. And you, Claire, are not extraordinary enough. (laughs) Wink. (laughs) Yeah. And that's California for the beginning of our episode.
0: Um, Was this episode during NBC's infamous Go Green Week? Was it? Because that cheer and all the signs and everything. I was like, is this the fucking Go Green Week episode? It might have been. I mean, like, it's hard to say, because I watched it on Peacock, and they don't have, like, the logo, you know, in the corner. But Mm -hmm. remember, the logo would be green if you watched it on, like, let's say, a not-real streaming site. Yeah.
1: Um, I also watched it on an actual streaming site, so (laughs) I watched it on the YouTube TV, so I have no idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think it was. I think, because they, uh, Heroes had a couple episodes that actually took place during NBC's Go Green Week, so. Mm -hmm. They have one in another season, I think, too. But, yeah. Yeah. I think it was. Might have been. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, NBC, I think at least for a couple of years, I don't know if they still do this shit, but um, they would do a Go Green Week where, uh, I don't even know if that was what it was called, but it was like an initiative that they had where they would, in their programming, um, have some sort of uh, environmentally conscious message that they would like force the uh, characters to talk about. <laughs> Uh, memorably parodied on an episode of 30 Rock with David Schwimmer's Greenzo character. But, yeah, I think this was during that.
1: You very well might be right, ma'am. I'm
0: too lazy to look. Same. And I don't think I could find the answer anyway, (laughs) Same! Anyway, moving on.
1: (laughs) Moving on and moving upward to Hartsdale, New York. (laughs) We see Monica mimicking a gymnastics routine and nailing it right on. And who's watching her? Mohinder. And he's like, wow, you know what? You are extraordinary. Um, (laughs) He explains where they are, that they're in New York. And he tells her that what she has is adoptive muscle memory. And she's like, huh, I was wondering what it would be called. So Mohinder's really talking her up. He's like, wow, this is great. And then Bob comes in. He's like, you know what, Dr. Suresh? I agree. She's extraordinary. But I need to talk to you over here. (laughs) So they leave the room for a moment. And he's like, all right, Mohinder, how's her baseline? Have you been keeping track of it? And he's like, of course I have. And Bob uh, leaves a folder on the desk. And Mohinder looks at it and there's a name on the folder and that name is Adam Monroe. Hmm. Huh. New person. Yeah. And so Bob's like, yeah, okay, good. You've been keeping track of the baseline because now we're going to inject her with this. <laughs> he goes to the fridge. <laughs> he pulls a vial out he's like, this is a variant of the Shanti virus. And we're going to see how this affects her ability. And Mohinder's like, um, excuse me? (laughs) He's like, I'm not going to infect this innocent girl with this virus. And he's like, and and Bob tries to pull the Siler card. He's like, Gabriel Mm. Grey killed so many people and like, yada, yada. (laughs) And he's like, you know, we have to make a vaccine of the virus. This is one way to do it. And we, we want a cure for these people. This is how we have to do it. Mahinda's like, no, it's dangerous. It could mutate and cross over into the general population if we do it this way. And beyond that, this is a girl who loves her ability. I'm not going to do that to her. And Bob's like, well, you do it or I find someone else who will. And how does Mahinda react to this? He calls good old Noah Bennett and tells him <laughs> all about it. And know Noah's telling him, well, just do it. You gotta inject her with the virus then. Uh, to bring down the company, we have to do th- bad things. Don't disappoint me. <laughs> okay. Goodness. <laughs> and he also calls him out on the fact that, oh, you brought Molly in, didn't you? After I told you not to. They've got mm-hmm. you now. You've got Molly there. And uh, we cut away from them after he hangs up, telling Mohinder he's disappointed in him. Don't disappoint him further. To see a grandmother and her grandson leaving this house No Odessa. And we see the grandfather of the situation left there alone. And who should we see come around the corner after they leave but Noah and the Haitian. And he gets to talk in Russian, I believe. Is that what they would be speaking?
0: I feel like I don't know anything about that part of Europe right now. I don't know either. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna look. But I think it's Russian. And I'm going to look. Because I don't want to be that guy. I
1: know. I was was like, oh, I should have looked before I did this. But that was like the last thing on my mind.
0: Well, Ukrainian,
1: Ukrainian. Actually. Okay,
0: I don't know if they were speaking Ukrainian or Russian. I don't know that. That is uh, true. Goog- yeah. Google says the vast majority of people in Ukraine speak Ukrainian, which is written with the form of the Cyrillic alphabet. The language belonging with Russian and Belarusian to the East Slavic branch of the Slavic language family is closely related to Russian, but also has distinct similarities to the Polish language.
1: Well, then it would be like a Slavic language they're speaking. So,
0: sure, that'd be to be a, I mean, to
1: be more general. Saying. Yeah, so. Noah gets to say in some sort of Slavic language, I don't know for sure which one, Ivan, my old friend, we need to talk, and then he pistol whips him and knocks him out.
0: <laughs> pistol whips the ever-loving shit out of him. <laughs> woosh
1: heroes. Oh, woosh heroes indeed. Yeah. So what do you think about uh, the company shenanigans?
0: Yeah, it's like, Monica just has like the sweetest little gleam in her eye when he says that there's others out there like her and mm-hmm. you know, tells her more about her power and it's just so great that Mohinder puts his foot down. And he's like, no. She's, she's a sweet girl. She loves this. I'm not going to ruin her, you know, cool things she can do. And it's absolute bullshit that Bob is pulling the Siler card on him all the time. Because it's not applicable to someone like Monica. It's just, it's apples and serial killers. Like, it's not comparable. Mm-hmm. And he just thinks he can guilt Mohinder into this. And it's like, dude, the more you do this, the more he's going to fight back against it. Which we see. And then I have a whole lot to say about Bennett, but not yet. <laughs> we'll get there. Oh, yeah. We're,
1: we just got the tip of the iceberg for him. That'll be... Good lord. Yeah. hmm
0: Yeah. Rewatching it again, just whoa, boy. Mm-hmm. You made some choices, sir.
1: He went hard this episode. We'll get to that. He
0: went hard and never <laughs> stopped. Yeah. So, whoosh, heroes. mm mm-hmm. uh, And we are back in California briefly. Let me see Claire and West. And she's like, Well, I didn't make the squad, so this whole lie about me being a cheerleader again, that's not going to work. And she's so cute about it because she's like, Well, this didn't happen, so I guess, you know, what are we going to do? And West is just being such a bad influence. And again, big company boy energy <laughs> that he's just like, <laughs> You're cute that you listen to your parents. You know, he's very like, Wow, that's adorable. I don't listen to my parents, I could fly makes the whole parental guidance thing a non-issue, you know? Like, he, he, he can tell, you can tell that he thinks it's adorable that, she, you know, she gives a shit what her parents think. I was like, you're such a bad influence, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, but if it's that important to you, then we'll get you on the team. And she's like, you know, I knew girls like her at my old school. All it would take is one person to stand up to her. And then I asked the very important question, was Siler the person who stood up to Jackie? Is that too soon? <laughs> it is okay oh. so um, he did and she stopped um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry oh my god i was i was i was i was spicy right in these notes you are today. spicy continue <laughs> <laughs> okay um so they're like okay well what do cheerleaders fear more than anything public humiliation obviously So they have to give her a taste of her own medicine. And again, West is just a bad influence. He's a bad, bad influence. Because we don't talk enough about how good of a daughter Claire is. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, before any of this happened, and, you know, she was forced into secrets and lies and deceiving her family, you could tell Claire was one of those people who, like, would not sneak out of her room. Would not break curfew. Like she just seemed like the perfect daughter, frankly. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting to see, like, ooh, she's she's going she's she's going into like her real teenage years. She's gonna break the rules and lie to her dad more, you know, for a boy, <laughs> a boy, <So. laughs> a boy. Yeah, yeah. The very thing she promised him she would not do. So, yeah. <laughs> just tell me, there's not a boy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, yeah yeah any, any thoughts about all that
1: no i i agree with everything you just said so <laughs> carry on
0: forward. i i oh man i talk about siler and jackie a lot in my notes this episode actually so just strap it for them. i
1: love it keep going
0: <laughs> i have a really important thing to say later i feel about it but we'll get there Ooh, i'm, um, I'm so...
1: rubbing my hands together waiting all right <laughs>
0: okay uh so away from california and back down almost to the border uh we see the fun V back in action and Gabriel, Maya, and Alejandro are still driving. And <laughs> so first of all, we need to note that Gabriel, every time he looks at Maya, he's just staring at her brain. It's <laughs> not even like projecting. You can go back and watch the season. Like almost every single scene until powerless. That's all he does. <laughs> is just stare at her brain. Like they even like reference it. in 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 a later episode where it's just like yeah he's just he's just itching to to cut her open (laughs) like that's all he wants Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so they're talking and he calls what she can do a gift and she's like no i've hurt people you know i've killed people i can't control it etc and siler gets like super super navel gazy and sad sack Uh, When she asked what he used to be able to do, and he said that, you know, he used to be able to move things with his mind, he could do amazing things, he could hear a pin drop from miles away. Then it all just went away. And that's why he needs to see Suresh, so he can get his powers back. Because, you know, he'll be eager to give them. Anyway, um, (laughs) so he's like, I want to be special. I want to be unique. And an ability doesn't have to be a burden, Maya. It can be wonderful. And he moves and he, he like, he like pushes her hair out of her face, like fucking playing her like a goddamn fiddle. And he knows it too. And just being all flirty. And, oh, I can't get over this, uh, doing, you know, a rewatch of when Alejandro wakes up, cause he's asleep in the back of the car during all this, um, when he quickly moves his arm away, uh, Siler as Gabriel, follow me on this. It does this little, like, faux bashful little chuckle. Like, ooh, it got caught. I was like, oh, my God, you're a fucking monster. They should have just left you on the road to die. Um, so Fact. Yeah. <laughs> Fact. And, so, and I say that as a huge fan. Um, he's just being an extra young man at this time. And Alejandro speaks to Maya. He wants to stop at the next gas station. And he wants to find a Quixote. He's like, I don't like Gabriel. I don't trust him. I see the way he looks at you. Like, I want to cross the border the way we were going to. I don't want to go with this guy. And it's all perfectly feeding into what Gabriel's doing by being flirty and, like, empathetic, quote, quote, with Maya and her struggles. And (laughs) it's so great because he's like, oh, you know, what's going on? And Maya immediately narks out her brother to Gabriel. (laughs) It's like he wants to, you know, find a coyote. He wants to cross the border like that. And he's, you know, kind of like, what? Me? Why? And she's like, no, no, don't worry about it, because God delivered Gabriel to us, and I'm glad to have found him. And (laughs) the camera tightens in on Quinto, doing this devious fucking hee-hee-hee look to the camera. (laughs) It's just extra shit, man. It is the best. He's just looking out the window like, oh, if only you knew, and you're gonna find out. So... That's, that's what happens in, in the rogue in Mexico. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god. The little bashful, the. <sighs> I couldn't. I was done. It's like, oh, It was! Like, I was, oh, t- it was yeah. like, ooh. He caught us. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, the oh brother my God.
0: Oh my god. Yeah.
1: <clears
0: <clears <clears throat> throat> he's such a jerk ass. <laughs> he is. He is. Oh, and I adore him. Anyway, so. Yeah, any further thoughts about those developments?
1: Um, not yet.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? There's definitely. This is definitely an episode where it's like, okay, the beginning of all these scenes is whatever. It's later on where you've got stuff to say.
1: Yes, we've got stuff to talk about as things unfold. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, take it away with, uh,. Our return to fun Japan story times.
1: Yeah, speaking of uh, unfolding, we have the conservator looking at a scroll before Ando gets there, and Ando comes in <laughs> and all. Are you reading it without me?
0: I died. <laughs> the scrolls are Ando's Netflix. You don't binge the show without him.
1: <laughs> the conservator's like, oh, you know, um, yeah, I was, but uh, <laughs> it's so compelling, I can't help it. Look, Hiro and Kensei made it to Whitebeard's camp. <laughs> And we see for a second, like, the scene of them running through the camp, and then we hear Ando be like, wait, (laughs) we have to go back. I can't miss a detail. So again, I love the dynamic with the conservator and Ando.
0: It's so good.
1: So they do go back, and we get here running to him. So tonight we attack us against an army. But even with powers, I fear for Kensei's life and for Yaiko's. So Hero asks her to reconsider going into the camp. And she's all like, no, as long as I have Kensei by my side, I'll be safe. And Yaiko's looking at, like, a map of the camp, and she's like, well, I'm trying to figure out, we need to figure out where my father is so we can get him out of there. And Hero's like, well, let me think about the story. And he, like, is kind of reciting the story in his head a little bit, and he's like, it's in, like, the, the tent with the blue smoke, and he's like, that one. So he points at a tent, and Yaiko's like... Ugh. We can't, like, just guess. We can't afford to just guess. <laughs> She's also like, "Hero, why are you still here? What is your interest in saving my father? And before Hero can answer, Kensei comes back and he's like, Ah, oh, I found him! He's in the tent with the smoke. <laughs> so exactly what Hero said. So that's the end of Fuel Japan scene for the moment anyway.
0: Uh, yeah, I just, I love the conservator and Ando so
1: much. A plus.
0: So good. Mm-hmm. Don't binge without him. Don't skip forward. It's the hell? it's a
1: great way to keep Ando in it without him actually being in it with Hero.
0: Yes. Which is something that the show kind of deals with later on about, you know, trying to have him be, if he's going to be like a sidekick or more of like a lead or, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is a fun way to keep him involved in Hero's story with, yeah, with uh, Hero being out of time. Yeah,
1: because he's not back yet. So... Go-
0: Why don't you tell us all about the fucking Ukraine? <laughs> yeah! Let's go
1: back to Odessa, Ukraine. Where Noah is in the middle of interrogating Ivan. Because he wants to know where those eight paintings are. I guess seven, he's got one of them. So he, he wants to know where the other eight paintings are. And Ivan's mm-hmm. like, I'm retired. I have no idea what you're talking about. We find out that Ivan trained Noah and Claude in the company ways.
0: What's up, Claude?
1: And he's like, I'm not scared of you. I trained you. And then the Haitian kind of moves forward a little bit. And Noah's like, well, here's what's going to happen if you don't tell us where the paintings are. The Haitian is going to reach into your mind and one by one blot out your most treasured memories. This still doesn't scare Ivan. So he looks at the Haitian and is like, start with the day he met his wife. And then we go to commercial. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of went fade black. mm cold. Harsh. But we're not done yet. (laughs) No. So we we come back to Noah asking questions about his wife. And Ivan's like, I can't remember. He's like, what's her favorite flower? And he's like, I don't know. And Noah's like, wow, after 35 years together, you just don't remember anything. (laughs) What a fucking (laughs) asshole.
0: What a sadist.
1: (laughs) He's like, all right, Ivan, are you ready to talk or do we keep going? and ivan's all go to hell and hrg's about ready to like backhand him but he gets a phone call and who is on the other line but claire claire's like oh hi dad Uh, how's the trip going he's like yeah it's good it's good uh i wanted that call to ask if i could borrow the car because i'm trying to be responsible like you asked me to (laughs) and he's like oh wonderful claire i'm glad to see you being responsible and Claire's like, yeah, just to confirm, where are you? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a management training seminar. <laughs> I'm not totally not in the Ukraine.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma right now, as far as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
1: so many lies from both sides. And oh, um, I love this phone call. He also says to Claire, Claire, can you do one thing for me when you borrow the car? And she's like, what is it, anything? He's like, lock the doors this time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she'll never forget it they will never let her forget it her whole life no
1: never again
0: it'll be like did you lock the door like anytime she takes a car anywhere uh, you get a like, car yeah.
1: stolen one time
0: one time <laughs> oh. dude like the whole back and forth in the phone call is amazing though because she's trying to call him out on his bullshit mm-hmm. I love that. he's just like oh i'm in management training in Tullson. and she's like i thought you had to work there a year before they'd send you and he's like, I'm a quick learner. Like, <laughs> you know, they both know. Yes, they, she knows he's lying. full of shit. Yeah. She knows he's lying. They can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Nope.
1: We even get to see a little so bit good. with uh, Claire, or West hands Claire a ski mask after the call ends, and she's like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm into this plan. So we go back to Ivan and them, and Ivan's like, oh, it can't be easy for, for Claire, because obviously he heard the phone call. It's like, are you tired of running? You can't hide forever. And Noah's like, well, take away all the memories of uh, me and Claire and everything from him. But then I was like, no, wait, let's let's make a deal here. Just come back to the company, Noah. We've changed. We have new directives. We want you back with open arms. Just trust me. And that's where we end in the Ukraine for now. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Of course the company would want him back.
0: Because he's a cold-hearted bastard. Yes. <laughs> And they have use for that.
1: Uh, I fully believe the company would have accepted him back as well.
0: Uh, agreed, mm-hmm. agreed. And I feel like they even would have let off the Claire thing for a minute, but they wouldn't have forever. Yes.
1: So mm-hmm. we see how Bob handles things.
0: That's exactly what I was, what I had in mind when I
1: said that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: she can, in theory, live forever. So they've got time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs>
0: I said, in theory, I know what happens, (laughs) which is bullshit, but sure.
1: Ah, thinks about other things. Okay. Anyway.
0: (laughs) How, how real of a temptation do you think it was for Noah? That offer?
1: I think he already has mindset that he wasn't. Yeah. I don't think it tempted him in the slightest. No. No
0: yeah at first I was like I bet that's pretty tempting but then I I came around to your way of thinking I think he's pretty stoked to be on his own with the training that they've given him Mm -hmm. so and and honestly like that's that's kind of way more dangerous for someone like that to be running around with no oversight yeah
1: yeah he's got his mission in mind right now and he's not gonna take any offer Mm -hmm. because he knows as he told Mahender don't let them have your weakness yep or they've got yep. you for life mm-hmm. and he's tired of lying and yet here he is lying so whatever
0: oh my god that is okay <clears throat> he, he's he's very like he's very having in that moment with Claire and just his uh, behavior in this season so far he's, he's having a very like Walter White kind of thing where he's just like oh I hate the lying and the violence and the everything and the secrets no you fucking don't <laughs> you love this shit <laughs> like yeah true my thought about it but especially with what he does by the end of the eye and stuff like you love it so back to Mexico and the rogue rolls up to a fence at the border and the sign says that it's being uh, monitored by border patrol agents and Gabriel's like holy shit that's America right there you know he's like it's an unfinished border fence like we we did we did it yay woohoo And she's super stoked they made it. And even Alejandro is at this moment, like just totally forgetting all of, you know, the issues he's had in the ride up to this. They're just like, yay, America. And they cross uh, past the fence. They drive past. And immediately they are accosted by uh, locals, not border patrol, like Mm militiamen. I couldn't say that with more disgust if I tried. Militiamen. And as Gabriel very correctly says, they're fake police. Just drive around them. It won't be that easy. They have a lot of guns <laughs> and we'll see what happens with that in a minute. Um, but before we do, going back to Mohinder and his very difficult task that Bob is asking him to do, he strolls up to Monica and he's got a little little tray and he's got the syringe. She's like, oh, what's that? And he says, it's a, what the fuck? How did he say it? A cholinergic? I wrote it down. I wrote how to spell it. Um, I forgot to look it up. I wrote a note that said, look that up, and then I
1: didn't. Yeah, I didn't write um, down what so... it was, just that he brought it over.
0: Anyway, it's, it's yeah, it's just something. And he's like, it's standard procedure to see if your ability improves. Monica's like, mm, nope, I don't do needles, bud. That's not happening. And he says, look, it's the last phase of your testing. Just one shot, and then you get to go home. So she reluctantly is willing to let him. Just like, ah, oh, just make it fast. And when she's all wince... He's just like, yeah, no, I can't do it. And he walks out. But can we talk (laughs) for a minute about the implication of Bob bringing up good old Gigi earlier Mm -hmm. when he is, in fact, making Mohinder do something very, very similar by taking a young woman's power, her specialness under false pretenses, and maybe, maybe even causing her harm, too. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You we talk about that? Mm-hmm.
1: That is, that is true. Like, he,
0: uh, uh, that's that's the whole thing of it, right? Is like, he really has no right to bring up the Siler card because he's pretty much putting that on to Mohinder by making him do this.
1: I feel like they so, nail that home, too, because this little Mohinder scene yeah. is, like, framed by two Siler scenes. Mm-hmm.
0: It sure is. He's in the middle of a uh, delicious Oreo. And so, yeah, he's like, I can't do it. And he walks out. Monica's probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like okay and he very dramatically walks into the room where bob is and he breaks the syringe he throws it against a wall you can hear the glass shatter and then bob's just like we got more where that came from and Mohinder's like oh do you he doesn't say that this is me and he even more dramatically smashes the fridge with the bottle <laughs> he's like i'm taking molly and i'm leaving
1: Classic Mohinder who likes to break Classic things.
0: Classic Mohinder bitch fit. I love. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Bob couldn't uh, couldn't have expected that was his true power. <laughs>
1: <long>. <laughs> nope.
0: So we immediately go from there uh, back to Mexico, and the militia assholes—they're harassing them. They're you know just really, really just—they're all over the car, and Gabriel's like, "Drive now! We gotta go." And Alejandro sees that Maya's freaking out. She's in distress, and he tries to do his thing. And Gabriel snatches his arm like, nope, because this is what's got to happen. And he knows that they got to get past these men with these guns, and there's only one way to do it right now. Let her use it. So Maya even refuses Alejandro's hand. She chooses to use her ability. It's like a nice little um, parallel with her scene at the jail getting Alejandro out. Mm Mm-hmm. And she uses her ability and all the militia guys, they go down like the total sacks of shit that they are. And Gabriel's in pain too, but he can hold on as they drive away. And Maya killing those agents is the best thing she ever does on the show and you can fight me. <laughs> <right. Because>, That's <like, laughs> oh. Fight me. Yeah. You're not
1: totally wrong.
0: <laughs> it's a good moment. It is a good moment, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah. You know. We, we see the rift growing between the siblings. Yes. Uh, just as Gabriel wants. Hee hee ha ha. So. Tee Yep.
1: I like how, S- or Siler, aka Gabriel, whatever, we both in both ways. <laughs> how he's like, no, let her use her gift.
0: Her gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's just pulling her onto the dark side. Yep, yep, yep. If nothing else. Which he'll say later. So, yeah. So we go back to California and it's nighttime and debbie is just straight brown bagging it with a (laughs) bottle of booze and she's harassing some poor chubby girl who's like not even that chubby she's just like tv chubby which is bullshit and they're writing the girl's weights on their foreheads which is a real thing that's real hazing thing by the way so good job show and clara rolls up to her and she's like can i talk to you and debbie's like oh fine whatever and they go aside she tells her that they she wants another shot at tryouts. And I love Debbie's whole line where she's just like, oh, attempting to better your social status at school. It's very American dream of you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's not happening. And as they're having this conversation, a masked stranger flies out of nowhere, picks Claire up and drops her to the ground <laughs> on a set of stairs. And then he goes to attack her too as she runs screaming. And uh, I'm like, okay. So, Claire Bear, honey, did you or did you not slip through the Siler and Jackie thing? <laughs> Why would you willingly sign up to do that to another person who's also kind of shitty? Like, do you know what I mean? To like traumatize mm, someone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, Jackie dies. Debbie has to live with all this. We talked about this, you know, in little bits in our other episode that we're probably going to cut out, but... I mean, yeah, it's a means to an end, but... god damn, dude. Like, way to traumatize a girl.
1: Yeah, it's like... It's West's plan, right? It is Wes's plan. He's the bad influence. And... I, teenage stupidity?
0: <laughs> no, it is. It very much is. I just... I couldn't help but think of it. And this... And you know, she thinks
1: maybe, like, oh, it's not the same time. because I'm still going to be alive. I guess... Yeah,
0: like, yeah, it's I don't know. I just, I had to ha- I had that thought where I was just like you know I agree with you. It's pretty fucked up, man. So I agree. Yeah. So the rest of the plan being obviously that Claire would be fine. So Debbie's trying to explain to the cops what's ha- what's you know what's happening, and she's super drunk while she's doing it, and she's like you know a masked flying man picked up Claire and killed her, and then Claire strolls up in a really cute little jacket and she's just like. I'm fine. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. And one of the other cops finds her booze in her little brown bag. Whoop. (laughs) Sucks for Debbie. So. So, I I mean, I understand that they really have to, like, drive home, like, oh, she's a bully, you know. Um, But, like, I I don't know. I'm kind of like a... Is this on the level of something like um, a Brody? No. Like, does she need to go that hard? Yeah, no, I
1: agree. I agree. She doesn't.
0: Yeah. I've never had this thought, like, before I'm really digging into this, like, analytically. I'm like, ah, she kind of went hard Is on Is Debbie a
1: bitch? Sure. Yes. She's, like, Absolutely. the fucking hazing bullshit with the Sharpie yes. weight thing. She's drinking... Shoving
0: the cupcake in the mouth of the girl earlier, which I didn't mention. Yes, yeah.
1: that. She's drinking um, while they're doing this outside.
0: She's straight drinking vodka, She's I think?
1: Something. Some sort of actual liquor. Yeah. Not, like, a bottle of beer or uh-huh. anything. She's, like, doing that, but
0: yeah it's not like beer or like a bitch beer she has like liquor <laughs> Yeah,
1: but she's also like not yeah. attempting to hide any of that like the cupcake thing happened at school people yeah. know she is oh. a massive bitch it's not like a hidden thing
0: yeah and it's like I, I'm all for people like that getting their comeuppance but the level of it is just kind of like oof mm-hmm. like the, I guess the what what she chose to do and again it's all West's influence he's a bad influence on her
1: yeah, we see the full repercussions so. later, or we hear what the full mm-hmm. repercussions later are. Yeah.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just kind of really stuck with me this time. I'm just like, man, in a post homecoming world, would that really be a thing that you should be okay with, Claire? Yeah. Yeah. Something to think about.
1: No, I agree. I think maybe they're also trying to be uh, show us slight parallels to one Miss L, mm. in seeing like how someone can influence her into going down a little bit of a darker path.
0: Oh, definitely, because, I mean, it's like the whole thing with the, with the Noah painting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: She's right there. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to start to wonder about Claire. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, yeah, that's just, that's just something I had to mention. No, it's a
1: good point. Good point. Something at a time we know in no way thought about, probably, as deeply. <laughs> oh,
0: not even a little
1: bit, I can assure you. Yeah. yeah. Which is what's fun about doing the rewatch. We're sort of critically looking at some of the things happening and characters we might not have focused on.
0: Yeah, and it's like that plus um just age. Yes. We're different people than we were when we first watched it. 100%.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: that matters too. It does. Yeah. I'm sure I would have cheered it all on when I was younger. I'm like, yeah, fucker. But You I'm probably did
1: like, even. Come on. Yeah,
0: now I'm trying to be more like, ah, oh, I don't think that was the right thing to do.
1: Bad influence, Wes.
0: He is. He's a bad boy.
1: Speaking <laughs> of bad influences, let's go to Japan. Ooh. Um we have Kensei and company sneaking into Whitebeard's camp. And Kensei stops and thanks Hiro again for giving him purpose and making him a better man. Smile. <laughs> oh man. So he's gonna go off to deal with the guards so they can get to Yaiko's father. And he uh taps one on the shoulder, the guy turns around. And stabs him, and Kensei, like, smirks, and I'm like, I know, it's really unfair, and then he knocks the guard out.
0: I forgot about that scene, and, oh, it's it's wonderful.
1: <laughs> yes. What a delight. What a pleasure.
0: Mr. Anders, everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. So they all move into the tent where Yaiko's father is, and Yaiko introduces Kensei and Hiro to him, and her father's like, Kensei, I thought you were drunk, and... Hmm. Kensei's like, oh, it turns out I'm a hero. So here we are.
0: He's like, people could be too thin." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so they move to free him from his chains, but he stops them. He's like, I can't leave. Whitebeard has built an arsenal of thousands of guns. And we have to destroy them. He himself told Whitebeard how to make him. Because they threatened to kill Yaiko. So here we are. Fuel Japan, a whole stockpile of guns. And Hero's like, oh my gosh, this could this will end the way of the samurai. We have to stop it. Hmm. This is way too soon. says, like, all right, don't worry. Don't worry about it. We'll stop them. I promise. And uh, he says he'll destroy the guns. And he starts to get Yaiko's father free. Starts hacking at the chain with the sword. Which, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know how well that works, but okay.
0: Uh, it seems to work pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it, it works,
1: but I'm just like,
0: oh, okay, all right.
1: Any quick Fuel Japan comments?
0: Uh, yeah, just that when he gets the sword plunged into his gut, I wrote, but he just looks up with that David Anders face. You know the one. Like, <laughs>
1: really though? <laughs> yes. You know the one. <laughs> you know the one, that is, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, gotta destroy them guns. Okay.
1: Yes, so um, we're gonna go take a sidestep to New York again. And the company. And Mohinder is with Molly at the company, and he's getting ready to get her the hell out of there. She's still unconscious. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> There's no Matt and Nathan this week. Who else is there this week?
0: Peter's in it a very small amount, but yes. he is in it. Um, and mostly Matt and Nathan, because they're in their own little story, pretty much. So, like, Matt, Nathan, Angela. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so. No, no Parkman, no no, uh, Nathan.
0: Which, if you watch it on Peacock, at least, they are the screen cap for next week. So you're like, oh, phew. <laughs>
1: They're back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, like I said, is getting ready to get Molly the Hell out of the company. And Bob comes in. He's like, um, can I speak with you again, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Suresh? Dr. Suresh. God, Lord. Dr. He Suresh. He didn't
0: go to medical school. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know. I was like, I always do it every fucking time. I apologize. <laughs> Like, Bob is. Bob is uh, apologizing to him. And he's like, listen, Mohinder, I've been with the company for 30 years, and we've done some crazy shit in those 30 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm kind of stressed. We are trying to deal with someone who is honestly just a really bad guy. And in my rush to deal with him, I am making rash choices. And Mohinder's like, is it Adam Monroe? Because he saw the folder earlier. And Bob's like, looks at him and he's like, yes. Which I question if, if that is, in fact, who Bob is kind of scared of at the moment. Mm. I don't know if you also questioned that as well.
0: Uh, not until you said, but then I thought about his line reading,
1: and I was like, no, I can see that. She so was like, yes. I'm like, is he worried about Siler? But doesn't want to say it? Siler? <laughs> is he worried about Peter?
0: Oh, my God. Can you just, though, like, not to be all Siler obsessed, but you know me, um... That shit went pear shaped, and he hasn't heard from his operative, and they probably have someone there now who found her dead. And yeah,
1: I am willing to bet it is Siler that he is upset about, but can't say the name Siler because (laughs) Mohinder assumes he's dead. (laughs) And so when when Mohinder says another bad person's name, he's just like, "Yes."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mohinder will pack a bag that day. And go find his ass mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with a gun yep yep
1: yeah. and uh bob's like well so listen i'm gonna bring someone in who's going to make sure there'll be no further misunderstandings between the two of us all right so yay third person's about to come in for them <laughs> yeah any extra company comments before i run back to feudal japan
0: Oh, I just love how he's like, you're valuable to the company, Doctor, Mm -hmm. not just for your blood or your knowledge, but to keep us in line. Really feeding into Mohinder's sense of self-righteousness that is just like one of his biggest traits. Mm -hmm. It's really smart how he handles him.
1: Because I feel like Bob realized, okay, I pushed him too hard too fast. Yep,
0: yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Got to ease back.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And then Mohinder just being like, well, I don't really have a choice, do I? (laughs) When they're like, we're bringing in a third party.
1: Mm Isn't that great? I wonder who that third party is going to be. We'll find out. <laughs> Ooh. Yep. Yeah. So, back to Japan. They are making a run for it. We're back to that scene where we, uh... Where Ando interrupted, like, hold on, we have to go back, you know? <laughs> so they're making a run for it, and we see Whitebeard come out with a gun. And he fires it right at Yaiko. And Hiro manages to grab her, and they both teleport away. And Yaiko's like oh my god, what just happened? Where are we? Here? what happened? And Hero's just like, oh, I I don't know what happened. We just gotta go find Kensei. <laughs> she's like, no, 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 no. You did this. You, you held me and we're in another place now. You can move people from one place to another. And she looks at him and she puts her hand up over his mouth like hovering it there, like pretending it's him in a mask, like looking at his eyes. And she's like, you're the one behind the mask this whole time. It was you. And hero's like, oh, I, just, I just wanted to fix history. <laughs> and she's like, no, you. You're the one who saved me. It was you under the cherry blossoms. Uh, do you love me, hero? And he's like, oh god. And then he admits he does. He loves her. And she's like, everything I loved in Kensei came from you. And she moves in for a kiss, and hero stops time again like he did several episodes back. But this time he's just like, fuck it, and he kisses her. <laughs> And, oh, no, no, no. The camera pulls back. (laughs) And who is watching this scene unfold but Kensei? Ooh, fuck. And we get to hear the hero voiceover. The kiss that fractured time and changed me forever, Ando. Ooh. And then I love how the music just abruptly stops. And the curator's like, yep, that's the last scroll. (laughs) It's the end.
0: That's it. Sorry, bud. And Ando's like...
1: (laughs) No, it can't be. He's not back yet. What's happened to Hero? Dun dun <laughs> The kiss that fractured time. Now he's in he's on a cliffhanger now. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, Hero. Yep. Good job.
0: Yep. This isn't a
1: freaking Charlie situation. No.
0: Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on um, oh, my God. Hero here?
0: Um, just that, you know, the thing I like about Kensei is like, yeah, he can heal and that's great, but he is a good swordsman too. He's a good fighter or he mm-hmm. wouldn't have made it that far. Mm-hmm. So it's worth saying. Um, oh Lord. Yeah. It's just like Hiro stopping time and then deciding, fuck it. It's just such a great moment for him as a character. Yeah, I-, I love seeing his flaws on display like that.
1: Mm hmm. Because as we said before, season one, he was very rigid, honestly. Like, I have yeah. to be the hero. I have to follow the hero's code. Yep. And it's faltering now. Mm-hmm. In season he's, two.
0: He's being tempted by, like we've said before, um, thinking about himself for once and not others. Mm-hmm. Which he doesn't get to do very often.
1: I think it's also because Ando's not there.
0: <laughs> I believe that's a big part of it as well, yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Ando is hero's conscience, <laughs> but he takes heed of him. <laughs> or, like, yeah, rejects he, what he has to say.
0: He needs his Jiminy Cricket there to have, like, commentary at least.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Agreed. Oh, man. I, I absolutely adore the stylistic choice of the music and everything just sounding like, well, that's it. Yep. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> like, wait, what? That's the end? What? Huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the last scroll.
1: It's over.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry
1: about it. <laughs> Sorry I can't produce any more scrolls.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ando's on, like, you know, the, you know, internet is like, yeah, reboot this. Bring it back. (laughs) Finish the show.
1: (laughs) Oh, poor Ando. Why don't we head back? Yeah, I was gonna say, why don't we head into the United States?
0: Yeah, well, holy shit, we're in America now. And uh, I love the editing choice of just immediate smash cut into a fight between Siler, or Gabriel, and Alejandro. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's one of the more ineffectual fight scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I've Okay, full fangirl moment. There should be a klaxon for this. Um, I've watched it in slow-mo, and um, I love it because it's, like, it's half Gabriel playing possum, I think, to make Alejandro look bad. But it's also half Gabriel greys a dweeb, and I'll say this to the end of my days. Uh, see he and Peter fighting without powers later on? He can't fight! mm-hmm he never had to
1: mm-hmm
0: um when he takes advantage of like power in a situation like he's a bludgeoner they, they have like literal like psychological definitions for people like him you know mm-hmm he's not the guy who corners you in the alley he's the guy who comes up behind you with a rock like with Derek or with brian davis uh, face to face, he's no good. <laughs> he's no good. Um, he he, he can't uh, he can't throw down like that. And so it all is a perfect means to an end to him because Maya comes to his defense and shoves Alejandro back and is like, stop. And Alejandro lays down the ultimate. Uh, he lays down an ultimatum, like Tim or me, pretty much. And she's just like, look, you know, I'm going with him. Like he's, you know, he's helped us, et cetera. Not turning my back on him. And Alejandro's just like, fine, he can stay. But the next time your eyes blacken, don't look for my hand because it won't be there. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah. Hear Gabriel giggling in a corner somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Maya's like, I'll go get something to tend to your lip because he has like a busted lip. And so she goes off and she's completely off screen. And... Gabriel is panting and recovering and then he's fine. And he's glaring Alejandro down and he does the most arch villain monologuing he's ever done. <laughs> and because Alejandro can't understand English. So he goes, okay. And he says to, he goes, I know you can't understand me. So I want to tell you why I'm helping you. This is all just for the audience and the fangirls at this point. Frankly, and he says, it's that delicious power. When I get my ability back, I'm going to kill you and your sister. And I'm going to take that power. And even if I don't get my ability back, it's not a total loss. Cause she's learning quickly and she's a shiny new toy. And she's all mine. And then he did like a little nod and he was all bloody and, and girls everywhere went, Ah, and I was one of them. Um yeah, so big stuff going on there. He's his his plan to drive a wedge between the siblings is working beautifully. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, uh, we learn that even if he can't take her power, then he's pretty sure he can just keep her manipulated and, uh, killing as a weapon for him. Thoughts?
1: Uh, the shiny new toy line was a big promo thing before the season.
0: <laughs> yes, it was.
1: The shiny new toy. Yeah, that was like, ah! <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, we've all stayed up late making gifts of that, right? <laughs> We're, we're probably gonna do it again to get a good big one, right?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, probably, probably,
0: probably. <laughs> oh my god and then uh the SARMY really got into that too yes we 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 in siler's army, the fan group said that we were silers shiny new toy you know it's, it's <laughs> talking about all this stuff a decade down the line. Uh, you don't talk about it the same way you wanted five years from it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yep. you're just like mm-hmm. that's the thing we did. That sure is the thing we did. Yep. But you know,
1: Internet is just... a great record for like <laughs> going back looking like, five years. You're like, oh, I hate my tiny self. And then like further back, you're like, oh, I hate that <laughs> tiny self.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, no wonder people couldn't stand this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's fun to <laughs> it's fun to think about that. Mm-hmm. so going from there um, back to California, Claire actually is like, what the fuck, West? You went a little too far there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's like, yeah, she freaked out, but think of it as a lesson in humility. And then May comes up to them in the middle of their moment, and she's so cute and very gay about it, and she's just like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt whatever this is. And it's like, oh, May, I know you have a crush on Claire, and I'm, <laughs> my heart is hurting for you. And... So she comes up like well, I mean Debbie she she blew a hell of a alcohol blood level and so she's whoop, she's off the squad, you don't gotta worry about that. So there's a uh there's an open slot. And you did it. Yay Claire's the cheerleader again. Woohoo.
1: Yeah, Debbie the, blew, she blew a point one three.
0: That's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. Isn't that twice the legal limit?
1: Just about, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, just about. Math, right? Mm. And so um <laughs> I was so sure when I said it. Um, she's like, yeah, you made it. And Mae's so cute when she tells her. And she's like, well, I guess I'll leave you to it. And I'm like, aw. 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 It's not your time, sweetie. I'm sorry. Like, Claire's not going to realize this for a while. Mm-hmm. So. She's going to have a lot of mediocre men before then. <laughs> and I like Alex. <laughs> but, yep. You know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, West is whatever. But yeah, so. Anyway, um, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're saying this because, like we've said in the past, she was legitimately meant to be a girl with a crush on Claire.
1: Yes, that's what all the blind items were. With, mm-hmm.
0: And they never went anywhere with it, because mm-hmm. all the stuff that happened. So, mm-hmm. sad day. Um, yeah, that's just a quick little moment. I, I do enjoy that Claire was like, okay, uh, a little much there, guy. But she seems to drop it pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. hmm
0: So any, any any further thoughts about California? <laughs>
1: I think this is the last we see them in the episode. I don't think I have anything extra to say. No. Cool. Cool. We'll go to her bad influence father instead of her bad influence boyfriend.
0: Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> the first sentence of my notes go, Jesus fucking Christ, Noah. <laughs> and I go... He is loving this mm-hmm. like all caps cuz he is mm-hmm. the power he has over this man in this moment this guy who was a mentor to him and also his boss you know his his lead his handler like it just there's such an interesting dynamic here where he's just like taking out all of his company frustrations on this one poor son of a bitch and and I say it, I'm like, he loves this company man bullshit. Don't act like he doesn't. He loves it. He can say he doesn't all he wants. But, like, I'm telling you, his skill set and his willingness to use these methods, they absolutely make him a fucking Siler-level villain. I am willing to have this fight as well.
1: Um, no, I, I'm not fighting you on that.
0: I, I know, I know, just in general. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For all of Siler's cliche, you're just as bad as I am. Bullshit, he'll pull in season three.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like this is an, an amazing Exhibit A.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yeah, he's done other stuff too, but whoa. Because he's like, immediately starts, you know, trashing the place a little bit, pulling out papers, moving furniture, all that. And he's like... You know, like looking at Ivan in a very, like, you taught me kind of thing. Like, you know what's going to happen. I can't just leave. If I leave, they'll know. You
1: kind of skipped ahead a little bit, though.
0: Well, what?
1: He he talked about uh, Ivan's daughter.
0: Oh, God, I didn't even write notes about that. Do you you want to?
1: Sure, yeah. Well, uh, he's looking at a photo Ivan has, and he's like, man, I've known you for years. You've never mentioned you had a daughter. She died, didn't she? Because I feel like this really... Yeah, puts up the no, whole... Yeah. HRG's an asshole. So he's like, "Ah, shucks. All you have left of her are your memories. And that would be awful if they were taken. Oh. Almost like she never existed. And so he's like, take it. He tells it to the Haitian. And then Fuck. Ivan's all like, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, stop, stop. They're in the warehouse where we tagged the Liquid Man. Guess what? There's right. a comic for that. Right. Claude and Noah tagging the Liquid Man with Ivan.
0: That is right.
1: And Thank then, you yeah. for the assist. And he's, yep, and then he's back to where you were going for.
0: Yeah, yeah, so he finds what he's been looking for, he finds the location of the paintings, and then he's like, well, gotta make this look like a home invasion gone wrong, because if they find you here with all these memory gaps, they're gonna know it was me and the Haitian was involved. So, sorry about it. And Ivan's, like, begging him, like, not to do this, you know, they can work something out, etc. And Noah just shoots him point blank in the head. Bam. Mm-hmm. It is quite jarring. Like, even though we've seen Noah be up to some very, like, morally fishy things, the way he handles Ivan from start to finish is, like, fucking wow.
1: Yep.
0: It's cold-blooded. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, using what you said uh, going back, uh, absolutely a Siler-level vi- uh, Siler level villain to fight me.
1: <laughs> no so. fighting for me, man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Or, or my Walter White comparison. Yes. He can say he doesn't love this or whatever. He does. Mm-hmm. He fucking loves it. He loves making meth. He loves it. Like, I'm doing this for my family? No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're fucking not. You don't have to go this hard. You love going this hard. Mm-hmm. You love this. Yeah, so.
1: I, I yeah. love that I was like, there's no turning back. You're condemning yourself to hell. And then, when, <laughs> and then he kills him and he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Or he doesn't say probably, it quite like that but you know. There, so. He's like, yeah, I yeah. know.
0: Yeah. He could have just been like I'll see you there. But it's not like an <laughs> 80s action movie exactly. So. Mhm. Why don't uh why don't we go into a uh non-recorded version of uh, what happens next in Japan?
1: Oh, yes, cuz Anna doesn't know. Mm. But we get it's to not in the
0: scrolls, you yep. know. We're
1: we're lucky. <laughs> we're omnipresent. We sure are. So we see Hiro running up to a sulking Kensei who is literally poking a fire going out with a stick. <laughs> um, he's like, Oh my gosh, we've been searching for hours. We have to go back and destroy those guns. And Kensei is like, Go do it yourself, betrayer. You kissed her. And then Hiro's like, Oh my god. It happened on accident. You accidentally kissed her? <laughs> accidentally fell in love with her hmm yeah mm-hmm so kensei's like you know you lied to me all along and again first you show me i can't be harmed by any weapon then you cut me deeper than any blade i ever could nice oh. little call back to that deleted scene that we saw last episode hmm and he was like really apologetic he's like kensei she is your princess i know that and i won't give in to love i won't give in to that kiss and that kiss will be our last so come on, let's go, we have to stop Whitebeard. And Kensei's like, alright, Carp." And he lets Hero walk ahead of him. And then he knocks Hero's ass out. And who should come around the corner but Whitebeard? And he's like, to Queso Kensei, what a wonderful job. You can have anything you want. <laughs> Great job, Hero.
0: <laughs> a-, a plus.
1: A plus. Well done. High marks. Mm-hmm.
0: The thing that always bugged me about this, and it still does, and it's just me being very, like, snap snap modern is just like why don't we ask her how she feels about it yep i know mm-hmm. but i understand that she's like a pawn in the story i get it like i do but
1: yeah. we know what she'd do about it. she'd be like i'd pick hero she's tried to pick hero several yeah. times in this whole storyline she line.
0: has in deleted scenes and otherwise
1: mm-hmm. she's tried to be like you know yeah she knows it's hero the whole time i mm-hmm. mean before we see again
0: i'm not saying kensei would like that answer no. i'm just saying nobody ever asks like
1: no yeah. he'd hate the answer
0: Yep. Because, like, we know what happens to her. <laughs> it's and, and dark.
1: Kensei didn't give a shit about Yaiko before. Until Hiro no. came into his life and talked her up. Like, she's meant to be your princess, your great love. Mm-hmm. And he gets a little taste of that when she comes in like, oh my god, thank you for saving me. Here's the arm, we have to go save my dad. And he's Which, like, oh, this is kind of nice.
0: Yeah, you can easily argue it's it's an ego thing more than a love thing. Yes. 100%. It's like, oh, I'm admired.
1: Mm-hmm. looked up to sweet yeah.
0: yeah I can be a bad person and have that feeling too <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's like you know fear and love and all that you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh boy I'm excited to see what happens with these this character group next oh boy <laughs> <laughs> God, these crazy kids I wonder kids. if it has anything to do with a character that they mention sometimes anyways um
1: I mean it could who knows
0: Yeah, I don't know. We do get to see a little
1: foreshadowing with a painting coming up.
0: Big world. Yeah, yeah, we do.
1: Anyway, we'll (laughs) say goodnight to feudal Japan.
0: Goodbye.
1: Where we have, instead, we're going down to New Orleans, because Bob has taken Monica home. What a flight that would have (laughs) been. What a private jet flight with Monica and Bob. Can you imagine? Uh, At least they're
0: pretty fast, usually. Mm I don't know.
1: He might, be, he might uh, be kind of preoccupied with, you know, other things, but yeah.
0: The Siler folder that he can pull out in front of her, she won't know what it means. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh
1: god, uh. Um, uh. He's all, we've got you covered at work, you were at a uh, training thing, don't worry about it. He gives her a folder, he's like, this is all our contact information, phone numbers, if you have any questions, and have this beautiful iPod classic, which is just loaded with videos of Everything you'll ever need. Need to repair a car? Uh, it's going to show you on here. Need to do this? It'll do that, you know?
0: Oh, uh, fifth gen iPod. I miss you so.
1: And it, it's, like, really, you know, what a nice gift. And she's like, yeah. well, it's an amazing gift. You're like my own personal Oprah. And he's like... S-
0: support, advice, and now gifts. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. How wonderful. She said, like, again, a great experience with the company. Little does she know what was about to happen to her, but...
0: no, uh, yeah.
1: Thank Mohina for that. So... Mm. He's like, You're, you have an amazing gift, Monica. Look around at this town right now. It could use a little amazing. And so that kind of ends their scene there. But I won't stop quite yet because we'll go back to the company. Where Mohinder is waiting around. And who should stroll up to Mohinder? But Nikki! She's like, oh, Mohinder, I'm feeling great. And I'm going <laughs> to be here for a while because I'm going to be working with you. She's Mohinder's new partner. Hey. And she's like, Bob told me that you, you were having trust issues and to make sure there were no more misunderstandings. <laughs> and she gave off such major Jessica vibes right here.
0: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I love, like, the unsaid thing of, like, because I can crush you with my pinky finger. Mm-hmm.
1: like you know? <laughs> There's going to be no more misunderstandings. Right? Yeah. yeah. Major Jessica vibes, major, like, I don't know if it's <laughs> Nikki vibes, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delightful, though. Yeah. Um, going back to the Bob stuff, I actually really like the scene with him and Monica. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, because it feels like Bob is getting to express and demonstrate the mission of what the company was supposed to be when it started. Mm-hmm. And I think that he liked being able to
1: do that for someone. Yeah. Bob is a fun character. We really enjoy Bob.
0: Yeah, Bob is not Thompson. No, or or even Linderman.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine if Linderman would have thrown that little fit with Thompson there?
0: <laughs> he'd have gotten shot, <laughs> like in the kneecap. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Mm. Linderman just would have been like, "Really?" <laughs> yeah, I know he'd been
1: like, "Yeah."
0: <laughs> it's very, it's very. Now you don't get any of my pot pie. Yes. <laughs> <Like>. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. Looks like this town could use a little amazing. Ooh, what's Monica gonna do with that? I'm excited.
1: Enjoyed Monica again this episode. No problems.
0: Not a single goddamn complaint. No, I am gonna be really angry by the end of season two. I think I- I'm feeling it building.
1: Probably. I think we both are. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to learn to deal with it. Yeah. Well, we can
0: certainly complain about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, well, are you ready for the big reveal of the other seven paintings? Yep. Sweet. Would you like to list them or would would you like me to do it? I think I
1: have them all. Two, three, four, five. You go for it. I'll let you know if you miss any.
0: (laughs) Seven. Yeah, I think, I think, well, no.
1: Because there's one that's partially obscured. Yeah. I just listed it as that. Even though I know what the painting is, I won't say what it is.
0: Okay, so. We've got a blonde woman pounding on a door in anger. Probably Nikki. Mm-hmm. We have Kensei and Hero sword fighting each other in anger. Mm-hmm. We have a crazed-looking Mohinder with a broken nose firing a company gun. Mm-hmm. Hmm, wonder if it has anything to do with the Bennett uh, painting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we have a hand holding a vial. We had Claire busted up on the steps, which just happened.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think I'm missing one, but they're also being really coy with the pandemic one that's to the right of the Haitian.
1: That is the other one. It is the... You can only see, like, a biohazard symbol. You can't see You'll the You'll see the painting. rest of it
0: in another episode, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's them. Yeah. That's the
1: paintings. Plus the number eight, him dead, that we only saw a photo of before.
0: A- and, and him dead, which, yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on from the paintings, our little art party uh Hey, look! We're in Montreal. Ooh! Wow! Where we were gonna go at the beginning of the episode—that's where we ended. And Peter and Caitlin arrive at a door, and it's got the Godsend symbol carved into it. Oh boy! And they walk right in, and it looks like a shuttered antique store. <laughs> like it's just like got a bunch of shit everywhere. And she's just like, "What is this place?" And Peter's like, "I don't know." And they walk in, and they find a note, and it says, "Peter." And the note says, we were right about the company. The world is in danger. And it's signed, Adam. Mm. And Amnesia Boy is amazing. He's just like, I don't know any company. I don't know about any of this. What (laughs) the fuck am I supposed to do with this? World is in danger. I don't know what the hell to do. And he has this little moment where he's holding on to Caitlin and he's just really frustrated. He's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Please tell me who I am and what the future holds. And then his stupid, empathetic ass accidentally says that and then makes time travel happen and he accidentally boops them into the future and it's Times Square and it's trashed and it's abandoned it's like 28 days later it's like uh, empty and it's not amazingly green screen trying to focus on it too much (laughs) and they find out from a notice about like a pandemic that it is June 14th 2008 which as Peter helpfully says is next year to be continued but yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck happens to New York again? Something wrong. Yeah.
1: I I forgot about the Montreal building and stuff that was inside.
0: All the things. I'm
1: going to have to go back and like screen cap including Sad Clock. Do you remember Sad Clock? There's Sad Clock. Sad Clock.
0: <laughs> Somebody should clip this and send it to me. I remember Sad Clock. I was like, oh my god, oh, sad clock. Sad clock. <laughs> I'll make a gift just for you of sad clock.
1: Yeah, there was like a, for people who don't know what we're talking about. There's a clock
0: <sighs> who could. It
1: looks like it's frowning. Sad clock.
0: It's 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 little uh its little hands are down. It looks like it's sad. Yeah, it's sad clock. <laughs> and the camera's on it for long enough that us obsessives were just like a sad clock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I do wonder what else is in there, because then my stupid Siler fan self was like, hey, is this where all Gabriel Grace crap got put?
1: <laughs> Well, one of the things that was in there was uh, a couple flags that looked a lot like white beard flags.
0: Mmm. Hmm. Interesting. You see right when they walk in the door
1: some red flags.
0: Yeah, I dare say that somebody who can't uh, get hurt or die would probably live for quite some time.
1: Yeah, they pro- that probably was their storage place, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Some overflow storage. Indeed. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. you know, I love being vague when, like, there's no point. Like, half the people who watch this, or listen to this, have, like, already watched the whole show, and they're like, yes, and? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we know who you're talking about. We know what you're doing. It's not cute.
1: It is <laughs> like, cute. Shut up.
0: That's <laughs> never cute. And we, like, have fun doing it.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, if it entertains us, that's all that matters.
0: Fucking A, man.
1: So that was our episode. In an episode. <laughs> in an episode. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Kind of inception bullshit mm-hmm. are we pulling? Mm hmm.
1: But yeah. it actually isn't because we've forgot to watch the deleted scenes.
0: I'm looking for my remote.
1: I have to completely get up to put the fucking DVD in and get That's my remote. That's fine. So fine. uh Yeah, let's ho- let's do that real quick. Let me take my headphones off and I will put that D V D in.
0: Yeah, do your thing. I'm gonna grab things.
1: <laughs> we might as well watch a scene and then fucking talk about it immediately. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Go to the next one. Oh my god. We'll do one at a time and then comment on it. Okay, so uh,
0: starting with, so it does run in the family. So the difference in this one being that they mention the Mica and DL of it all. Mm-hmm. Which I love that. Everybody's like, Oh yeah, we know about DL. And she's like, yep, DL, that's totally what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then uh, fucking Bob, better to be safe and sorry. Put that on a T shirt. I'll wear it.
1: Yeah, right. That's great. Yeah, so like uh just dealing with uh the other cutscenes where Mohinder took Monica in a very different way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. What a
1: choice. Yeah, so just mostly that getting cut the reckoning from that. <laughs>
0: It's great, because it's, like, it's just, you know, it's more Monica character stuff, which, frankly, I'm all about right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, the more dialogue she gets, the better, so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Next one? Yeah, next one. The next one is to fight alongside the Takei... What does it say? To fight alongside the great Takeizo (laughs) Kensei. Interesting. (laughs) Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of these aren't even, like, deleted scenes. They're just alternate takes, you know? Or they
1: have extra stuff. So this one mm. was Hero and um, Takezo Kensei and Yaiko before they went to go get her father. And it was a little bit of an extension of the scene that was already in the episode. But Hero's like, man, it's this has been a dream of mine to fight alongside you. It's been like fighting with Superman. And we also get a little moment where he tells Yaiko to stay put and Ken and Yaiko kiss. Which I've noticed they cut a lot of the, like, Yaiko being both angry and affectionate at him. Yeah. Like, the end cut makes her a lot more neutral than we see in the deleted scenes. Isn't that weird? Yeah.
0: Like, I guess because they're really trying to sell, like, the betrayal to come in the future, mm-hmm. kind of. But, yeah. Yeah. Internet. I adore hero cock blocking the moment. Like, <clears throat> all right, stop making out, kids. <laughs> it's breaking my heart, but also you need to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: mm-hmm. like oh, I don't need to watch this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ugh, I've been a third wheel hero. It's very that. <laughs> oh man. Okay, and then the third one is called "No More Taser Kidnapping."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what this is going to be about.
0: let's find out (laughs) yeah so the final deleted scene was really just a an extended different version of bob bringing monica back home giving her the ipod the folder etc and uh yeah i don't know it's just like got a little bit extra dialogue in it because like he's like You know, we've learned that from you, we should really be a lot kinder in how we treat our guests. And she's like, huh, no more taser kidnappings, which is referring to another deleted scene where that's how Mohinder, that's how Mohinder met her. (laughs) She tased her (laughs) and whisked her away to New York. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just like a nice little, nice little scene.
1: Yeah. I also like where she's like, I didn't get to say goodbye to Dr. Suresh. Turned out to be a good guy. And then Bob's just like, hmm.
0: He's just like, hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty great too. Yeah, like, jeesh. Alright, fine. You can't compete with that. Look at him. No, sorry, Bob. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah, so. Deleted scenes done live. (laughs) That worked, it worked. Yeah, we're sorry. Yeah, we just. There's only three.
1: So. Yeah, only three. I don't... We'll look up when the next one is. I thought about it earlier, forgot to do it. Again, just overall, I'm glad that they got rid of the Mohinder bringer in by tasing her.
0: <coughs> yes.
1: So all that getting cut makes sense. And I am again mm-hmm. fascinated by their choice to cut Yaiko, Yaiko's back and forth with Kensei.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, i it, it, It's interesting how... She is, as you said, much more neutral.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fun, fun stuff. And then, and then, you know, I, I have to comment on Hero being like, it's like fighting alongside Superman, and then David Anders makes that David Anders face. You
1: know the one. <laughs> that, that might be our subtitle this week. David Anders makes that David Anders face. You know the one. You know the one. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about our All socials, good. huh?
0: Let's let's do that thing. Okay,
1: it's my turn, I think. Go for it then. Tell us our socials, Keisha.
0: So, we have a couple social media accounts you can follow us on. Uh, our proper Twitter account for the podcast is at Eclipsed Podcast. I can't say words anymore. Mm-hmm. At Eclipse Podcast. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow our personal Twitter accounts, uh, Rachel is at that burb there, a burb with a B, like Bob Bishop. And I am at lady underscore snark. So that's where you can follow our individual accounts. Um, You can also email us. We are eclipsedpod at gmail.com. You can also join our discord. We would encourage you to do so because then we can have a little discussion with you personally um, in in a fun little environment. That's kind of a little more private than like a Twitter kind of scenario um and, and it's also where in our other episode, we asked people to share their thoughts about what a hero's film might be or any other future media adaptation so if you have an answer for that or just want to talk about the episode, come play with us, et cetera we have an instagram i don't, I, don't, I don't know man like it's it's there it's it's there I put stuff on it sometimes i i don't know <laughs> it does exist <laughs> but uh yeah, and uh I think that that's it, isn't it? That's pretty much, yeah. that's, that's everything. That's it. So thank you for listening. Um, we would really love it if you, you know, rated, reviewed, subscribe, what have you on your podcast, listening Avenue of choice. That'd be swell of you. Um, but we'll see you next time. There's a lot of exciting stuff about to come our way as we're past the mid season point of a shortened season two. But some of the better episodes are in the latter half of season two, so I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye bye. Next time on Eclipsed, Takezo Kensei successfully uses drugs to take out a threat, so Dr. Suresh could learn a thing or two about that. West is over for waffles. There's a somewhat gratuitous naked shower scene with Peter Petrelli. Hiro continues to have a not great track record with time travel and the women he loves. Oof. And uh, Mohinder gets his nose broken, so. Uh, just let me look over at those paintings. Oh, boy. Tune in.